It's Beth Wee in the studio speaking to you from the Koinonia kitchen. And today we're going to talk about vulnerability. Can it really be a gift? Is it worth it? You know, knocking down the protective walls around your heart and letting someone in is a big deal for anyone. But some of us find it more difficult than others. We just don't want to open up so completely to someone else. We struggle to let people in because it's our nature. We were born that way. Some of us, it's a result of our familial relationships or our childhoods. We learn to be that way. And sometimes it's the result of letting our guard down in the past. And yeah, we had our heart broken and we decided to be that way. If you've built up a tough shell around your heart and you worry about allowing it to crack open just a little bit to let someone else in, it's bound to have a negative effect on your relationships. When others don't struggle with being emotionally vulnerable, they can find it hard to understand why they can't get through to us, especially if they're beginning to having, have feelings for us. I'm not talking just romantic feelings. Even friends feel for each other. I mean, at work, isn't there someone you'd prefer to be close to because they're easier to be around? Many of us struggle with vulnerability because in our mind, it's the same thing as weakness. We think that if we let someone into an insight, you know, or let us see our sensitive spots or our insecurities, that we're going to be viewed as less of a person. We believe we're going to lose respect or get judged or, I don't know, open ourselves up for attack and be at a greater risk for being hurt. Hmm, vulnerability. I'm happy to share some surface details about myself. Inconsequential things such as my favorite band or where I'd like to go if I could go on a, the vacation of my dreams, but... Sometimes, when serious issues come up, we clam up. You get what I'm talking about? Stuff like how we've been hurt in the past, or our fears about being hurt in the future. Uh, I don't know if I really want to go there. We want respect, so we put on a front and we act like a strong person. Uh, we act like somebody who deserves respect. But what we don't realize is that someone who is trying to care about us will know when they're not getting the genuine article. Rather than viewing us as the strong people we're trying to be, they imagine that others will see a brick wall. It's not very welcoming when it's a brick wall that they're looking at. If you've had trouble in previous relationships or are currently experiencing troubles, maybe it's time to become aware that showing emotional vulnerability is important if you want the relationship to be close. Take a minute right now and review the top five close relationships you have in your life. 
Look at your hand. For each finger, think of a name of one of the most important people in your life. If you have trouble with this, consider, is it because you have too many names? Or is it because you have too few names to make it to five? Maybe if I had asked you to do this last year or last month, there would have been a different name. Maybe even more than one different name. Maybe a previous relationship of yours might have ended recently, and it may have been as a result of your being unable to open up. There's so many causes for this, fear, addiction, desire for control, but the reality is that you're still not sure how to trust another person with your innermost thoughts and emotions. To do that, you think, is to leave yourself open to heartbreak. It doesn't really matter where it came from, nature, nurture, deviation, a choice. But there are things that you can do about it. You can signal to others that you really want to let them in, even if you're struggling to actually do it. And there are ways that you can train yourself slowly but surely to trust in other people and in yourself and maybe even open up. So let's start with the first thing. First things first, let them know that you struggle with vulnerability. An important step towards showing more vulnerability in your relationship is letting your partner know that you're struggling with it. They'll probably have already worked that out in their minds, but it's good to set their mind at ease to let them know that it's you and not them. And that, yes, they aren't misreading signals. You haven't got this down yet. Let them know that you're aware of the importance of emotional vulnerability and that you're going to do your best, but that you won't always succeed. You don't have to go into too much detail when you don't feel comfortable, but it's good to give them an idea of where you think your issues might have sprung from. The second concept is pretty simple. When they ask how you are, tell the truth. (laughs) That sounds like a given, but... For many of us, it's not. The standard answer to the question, how are you, is fine. And that's all well and good if you're dealing with a less intimate relationship, like something at the workplace. No doubt a customer would be taken aback if you actually told them how you were. They want you to say fine because their question is a form of greeting, not an actual inquiry into your inner self. But when somebody you care about, when a partner, a friend... Uh, when, when they ask you, try to be a little bit more honest. If you're great, tell them and tell them why. If you're feeling low, even if you can't quite put your finger on why, share that with them. Sometimes trying to find the words to explain your feelings will be hard. Use words that are unusual. For instance, I remember once I was trying to describe a feeling and I used the word hopeless. And my friend kept talking with me about it, and I realized with talking with him that I was feeling helpless. I wasn't hopeless. I believe there was hope. I was helpless. I didn't know how to get to that hope. And it alerted me to one of my shortcomings because I relish self-sufficiency, and I, it, was a, it was not a shortcoming. When I was growing up, it was like you were patted on the head if you were self-sufficient. But with that character defect, 
I hadn't really learned how to ask for help when I needed it. And so helplessness became this unnamed emotional stance. It didn't fit into my self-sufficient lifestyle, so I didn't know what it was when I was feeling it. And without understanding it, helplessness could grow. If I didn't deal with it, I might start to feel dread, malaise, or some other depressive posture. And really, all I needed was to ask for help. You know, being honest about something as seemingly insignificant as how you are will pave the way for greater honesty in your relationship as a whole. Better yet, you operate the spiritual principle of self-examination with the help of your loved one. It's somehow less frightening to face my defects when someone is beside me, lovingly assisting me to understand what I'm feeling. If you can tell this trusted person that you've had a bad day and realize that your glum emotion isn't going to lead you to being judged, your confidence in that person will grow. That's how true intimacy is earned. The third thing we need to talk about is being honest with yourself. As we suggested, it's difficult to share the inner workings of your mind with a partner when you're not even being honest with yourself. We're generally pretty successful at convincing ourselves that the front we're putting on for other people is real. Maybe you faked it for so long that you've kind of forgotten who the real you is. There's an amazing way to uncover this, and it's called journaling. You can figure out by journaling who you are underneath. You can even find out how you're really feeling. When you start to write on each page, your feelings will start to come out. Your true self will start to show herself. And don't worry about the words or the grammar. It doesn't matter. When you're faking it on the paper, try to catch yourself. It's like catching yourself in a lie. Um, and then correct the statements. Like if I had written, I feel hopeless. and Well, that's not really true. I feel helpless and I don't know how to ask for help. Write that down. Catch yourself. Get honest on the paper. As you write, you will learn to articulate how you feel. And it'll give you a much better chance at opening up to others once you have opened up to yourself. The fourth thing I want to say about vulnerability, the higher power will help. Don't forget to ask for spiritual help from the God of your understanding when you're trying to allow your authenticity to be exposed. It's a scary stance. God created you with purpose and on purpose, and some of the design plans he installed are probably lost because of your desire to get approval from others instead of from him. Prayer is simply talking to God. Many people get caught up in all the intricacies of faith doctrines and try to hash out what they believe. That just slows down relational growth. Let's put it this way. Think about a new employee that starts working with you. You've heard bad things about their work ethic, and you assume it will not be a plus for you to have to work with this person. The day comes and she starts work. At first, all you know is her name. And as you speak, things are slowly revealed. 
I mean, maybe you find out that the person is married or single, or maybe you know that they like Mexican food because of where they always make their lunch run. Um, maybe you see a picture of a child on the desk and you ask who it is and you find out it's her son. Little by little, your relational understanding of the person unfolds. It is not immediate. It takes time. Eventually, you realize that the things you heard about her work ethic seem to be unfounded. You have not experienced that problem at all. Now, your relationship with God is much the same. If there's something you've heard about God that makes you anxious, just put it on a back burner until you know God better. Just start with saying hi in the morning and good night at the end of the day. The relationship will unfold with time and interaction. God will help you know yourself better too, because believe it or not, you're the apple of his eye. He knows the numbers of hairs on your head and he delights in crazy things about you, like maybe you know every word to the song American Pie, even though it runs nine minutes long. Your vulnerability will not be overlooked or abused by God. Because God is love. You know, trust should be earned. A fear of vulnerability is not an unfounded fear. We can get hurt by other people. Trust shouldn't just be handed out. It's like loyalty. It's something that someone earns. But once you have a track record with a person, or with your higher power for that matter, or with yourself for that matter, Allow that track record to become your truth and let it grow. Vulnerability exists in intimate relationships. Intimacy. Into me see. It's a gift that you must experience. It really does let love shine at its very best. It's time to take addiction out of the shadows and shine the encouraging light of recovery on everyone affected. Good Seed Podcast is powered by BethWE.com, a nonprofit ministry based in Vero Beach, Florida. We'll start the uncomfortable conversations that turn despair into hope and complacency into action. Connect, communicate, and thrive with us. Check us out online at BethWE.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon.